The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. It's time to face the music. It's your day in court with a people's lawyer, Bruce Hagan and attorney Ray Judice. Everybody runs into legal issues now and then, and when you do, you need to have the best lawyers on your side so your case gets resolved in a favorable manner. I recommend you use the best lawyers in town, Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice, and I'll introduce you to them now. Bruce, how do people get a hold of you if they need you? Well, great to be here today, and it's easy to find me. Uh, website is hagan-law.com. That's H-A-G-E-N-law.com. Ray and I aren't just the best lawyers in town. We're the best lawyers in your town, wherever it is that you might be listening to this show. We do it all. We do it everywhere. And I say that just because uh, this week, for example, I got a call from a friend who had a really close friend in a terrible car wreck out of state. I don't practice in that state. But what I do know is who is the absolute best person to call in that state. They called me. I did some initial investigation just to be able to speak coherently to the lawyer about it and have now put them with this person that I feel really comfortable they're with the right person. So yeah, wherever you are, you need us, you call us. And if we can't do it personally for you, we'll find somebody. Cell phone, other way to get me, 404-202-2233. Available anytime for the listeners of this show and this show only. I like that, Ray. What about you? Ray Judice, 404-964-4185, rayglaw.com. Pretty easy. Office is now in Roswell, but as Bruce says, you know, I, I put gas in that car and I'll drive to one of the 169 counties in the state of Georgia. I Actually, one of the things I've enjoyed over my 38 years of practice is actually going to a courthouse where I don't know anybody, where I don't know the judges. There's not that many of them, but there are some. And I always try to get there early. I had a case up in Tacoa couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, it's beautiful up there. Beautiful it's a ride. Hunt. Parked on the old square with the old courthouse. Got there a little early. The judge was on the bench in an empty courtroom. Chatted up a little bit. Who, you know, who do we know? We all, turns out we knew some people in common as all lawyers and judges do. And uh, couldn't have been more gracious. Client was happy. Good outcome. And got back in the car, got a coffee and came back to Atlanta. So one of the things that Bruce and I do is we can put that legal team together for you, whether it's affiliation with another lawyer or a big law firm. I mean, I've referred cases to Bruce's law firm, cases that our law firm can handle or don't have an expertise in. He's referred clients to me that need legal help that I do. Uh, you, you need a great medical referral? Go to, your, go to your great doctor that you currently have, and he or she will send you to the best. There you go. That's the way to do it. Make sure you get a favorable outcome and work with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice. This is your day in court. All right, y'all told me about something that I don't believe I'd ever heard about before, and that is a hospital lien. When someone is in in the hospital, yet the uh, the hospital doesn't file their insurance or doesn't file with uh, any other um, like like Medicare or Medicaid even. And then all of a sudden, they start getting bills in the mail. Yeah, and this is a really insidious practice um, that is 100% legal in the state of Georgia, but that doesn't make it right. And it, uh, it goes back to a Georgia law that seemingly on its face makes perfect sense. A hospital or medical provider should get paid for their services. Um, and if there's a third party that is potentially responsible for the medical bills, 
then the hospital can file a lien against you, the patient's case, against that third party. So here, how does this come up? Somebody gets in a car crash, ambulance takes them to pick a hospital. There was a WSB-TV news show this week where it focused on Grady Hospital, which does this a lot, but it's pretty much every hospital in the metro Atlanta area. So ambulance takes you to the hospital, you're admitted at the hospital, you give them your insurance card. I, I have insurance, call whoever it is. Um, and the hospital does not contact your insurance and instead wants to the details of the car wreck because they want to know who, the police report, who's the auto insurance involved, and they will file what's called a hospital lien in the county where you are, put you on notice of it, that basically says, um, we're going after the full amount of our bill out of your case. Forget the fact that you have health insurance or other insurance to pay this. We're going after it that way. Now, why is this such a bad thing? The way it works with hospitals, and I do promise that I'll give Ray a chance to speak, okay, but I'm hot on this topic. <laughs> no, go, um, Matt, go. The way it works with hospitals and health insurance companies is that before you ever become a patient, they will have had arm's length negotiations to negotiate what is a fair amount of reimbursement for the services that the hospital provides. And the insurance company's position on this is, look, charge whatever you want. We don't care what you charge. But when, let's say it's Blue Cross Blue Shield. When a Blue Cross Blue Shield patient of ours comes into this hospital and gets this treatment, this is the amount of money we're going to pay, and you're going to accept it as full payment and not charge our patient for it or our insured for any more money. So they say, you want to charge $10,000? Charge $10,000, but we're only going to pay you $800, and you're going to take the $800 as full payment. They negotiate. They eventually reach an agreement, right? So now here you are with health insurance that you've paid for, usually you know, it comes out of your paycheck or paying for it on your own, but it's, you know, you paid to have this coverage. You go to the hospital and the hospital says, oh, we're not going to do that because we don't want the deal we already made in an arm's length negotiation with Blue Cross Blue Shield. We want the $10,000. That is just a made up number with no support for it at all. Um, and, in, and in fact, we're going to take this money by taking it out of your personal injury claim against the guy who hit you. And so, it's really adding insult to injury because it's literally taking the money that the injured person should be entitled to recover from the negligent driver that caused their injuries, and instead the hospital is immorally and corruptly, although legally, stealing money. Yeah, what's interesting is the mechanics of this. So the hospital has, and Grady has, a good team of lawyers that are doing working within the law, as Bruce points out, and they file a lien in the courthouse it's called the liens pendus, pending liens, uh, in the county that you reside in, the, the injured person. So you're laying in the hospital. <laughs> Tubes in you, machines are beeping, nurses are giving you pills, and the hospital's lawyers are whipping up paperwork to race down to the courthouse to file to put a lien on your potential personal injury claim against the drunk driver or the negligent construction of the staircase where you got hurt, whatever. They want 100% of their money. They don't like that deal anymore that they cut with Blue Cross Blue Shield or anybody else that pays them 35 cents on a dollar. They want to get 100 cents on a dollar out of your case, and they want your lawyer, meaning Bruce or I, to get it for them. We're going to have to file suit against the negligent driver or, or facility that caused you to get hurt. And then when we're ready to settle, they, they pony up say, where's our money? And you have to file and sign a lien guarantee with 
the defendant's insurance company, right? Before the before Allstate, State Farm, or whomever will settle with you and your client, you've got to go under oath and say all liens have been satisfied. And those lawyers check the liens pendus file and say, oh, wait a second, Grady's got an $800,000 lien on your case that we offered you 900000 on. Wow. Now you got a problem. Yeah. And the Court of Appeals, the Georgia Court of Appeals, has upheld these hospital liens and every opportunity – even when the liens are filed sloppily in the wrong county, it's almost like, well, they shot a shotgun up in the air, the hospital did, and one pellet hit the bird, and you're the bird, and you're down. I mean, that's that's it. Now, uh, one quick thing. I think some good lawyers are going to start litigating these liens, and here's what I think you do. Okay, hospital, let's see you prove that the fair market value of that MRI that is 10000 how can that be when you negotiated an $800 uh, bill uh, reimbursement with Blue Cross Blue Shield. You, you've already proven what the fair market value is because you signed this deal. Well, it's unfortunate that, you know, even in seemingly straightforward situations, um, insurance companies and, and medical providers, you know, have a way of making things so complicated that, look, the average listener here is in way over their head if they try to do these things themselves. And what Ray is saying is exactly right because some of those good lawyers who are already, are already filing those cases include me. Um, the first thing the hospital does when you tell them, all right, now we want to see what you are have agreed to accept in your arm's length negotiations with every single insurance company that you negotiated for these same services, and we'll determine what the fair market value is, the reasonable value for the services you're rendering. Um, and they're not going to disclose that. They will settle with you before anything. But why should you have to go to that extent right. of having a lawyer there to file a separate lawsuit? Nobody's making money on that lawsuit. It's just to make sure that you don't get ripped off. Um, and what about the people who think that, I'm just going to do this myself? You know, listen, I, I get it. I, I understand my position in society's pecking order. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, dentists and personal injury lawyers are, are folks that you you need them sometimes, but nobody likes or respects the job that we do. And it and I'd say this all the time, the world would be a better place if we weren't, weren't necessary. But you've got things like this and people are stealing from you, right? I have plenty of bright, educated clients, um, especially those who consider themselves, you know, hardworking taxpayers, right? Uh, you know, this, is, this is not me. I'm not part of the problem. Everybody else is part of the problem. And they get into a situation like this and they realize that this whole system is skewed against the average Joe. Um, and everybody is fighting you. And by the way, the only friend you have in that moment is your friendly neighborhood personal injury lawyer. Thank you very much. And by the way, while this lien is pending, you can't refinance your house. It'll impact your credit score. Uh, you may lose a job over it. Somebody may say, hey, you're being sued by a hospital for not paying a bill, and but we've got you in our finance department. That You know, small things like that can come back to make your life so much more complicated and difficult. And again, it's just not fair. You've done everything right. You bought health insurance through your company or privately or through the government silver gold. Say what the that? word. You know say the that. word. Is that the government? Obama. <laughs> say, say the word. <laughs> I know you. Yeah, come on. Say it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not offended by it. Thanks, Obama. Obamacare. Obamacare. But you've done the right thing one way or another. You maybe even have med pay on your car that we preach about all the time. And there is a priority of sequencing of like how you have to present claims and which of your multiple possibilities for insurance coverage stands first in priority, second and third. And so again, this is where somebody who knows this stuff can kind of guide you through it. And it may be that you have to say, well, we've 
we don't have this other coverage, so there's nowhere else to look but health insurance. And then they go through that. Or we've, we have $2,000 of medical payments coverage, and it's been exhausted already, and now the next in line is health insurance. The only thing that's truly fair about this, though, is that attorney's fees do come first. <laughs> right. well, I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, let's, get to, let's get to the crux of the matter. Well, we, we, we at least try to be honest in this show. <laughs> Which even, I appreciate. Even when it's brutal. <laughs> we want to help our listeners, but, you know, we're not entirely altruistic here. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. This is, we live in a capitalistic society, no question about it. All right, when we come back on Extra 106.3, obviously a lot of talk about hurricanes and down in Florida and the damage that they do. And, and then when the, the weather pattern tracks up to Atlanta, and the storm damage that comes along with it, homeowners insurance, the claims, flood and wind damage. And what if a tree falls? We'll talk about all those things. Next on Extra 106.3, Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Ballou here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice on Extra 1063. Everybody's heard about and talked about and probably called and checked on family down in Florida because of the hurricane, Hurricane Ian. And now the weather has uh, pushed up to Atlanta. And that makes you wonder, okay, well, what about the storm damage that happens here? What about your homeowner's insurance? What about claims you need to make? Flood insurance, wind damage. What if a tree falls? Yours falls on your neighbor's fence or house or vice versa. That's why we have the legal expertise of Bruce Hagen and Ray Judice to talk through some of these things because... These are real issues that affect real people, especially when the uh, the weather is the way it is. So let, we'll start with let, let's start with homeowners insurance claims. Let's say um, let's say a, a tree does fall, and it's your tree falling into somebody else's yard, but because of the weather, you know it, it's something that's happened maybe that you didn't expect to. Yeah, and it's um, these are difficult cases. Sometimes they appear to be pretty obvious and yet uh, oftentimes they're not and I can promise you anytime you're dealing with an insurance company and particularly when there's a massive disaster a weather disaster any kind um, 
they're pressed to the fullest, right? And, and so they're maxed out on, on these things. They, they don't have the claims staff there. They don't uh, necessarily have the ability to pay the money. So, some of them go under in times like these. So first thing, even before we get to like, what do you do when something like that happens and a tree falls? Um, first thing is check on your homeowner's insurance. You know, ch- check that now. Well, before that happens, before, right? Before yeah, you before, get there, knowing the weather. Because yeah. here, here's something that and get uh, a magnifying glass for the really, really, <laughs> really fine print. It, it, it's it's hard to anticipate the number of ways that an insurance company get will get out of paying you. Of That's paying what I'm you. And, the, and that fine print that Ray's referring to, you know, you, you see the stuff that is the uh, the big print of how much is your premium, what do you have to pay them on a regular basis. <laughs> Those numbers and are really hard. Yeah, yeah, and where to send the check. Yeah, where to send the check. But the, the, here are the things we don't cover. That That's the other 27 pages of the policy. Um, but one thing that's happened, and, and you know, we're, we're coming maybe on the tail end of what's been a historic um boom in real estate values, right? And so um, between real estate values going up dramatically over the last few years, the increased cost of supplies and of construction and that sort of thing, um, you may have had homeowner's insurance based on the value of your home when you bought it. And let's say you bought a home 15 or 20 years ago, and you had a homeowner's insurance at that point. If you have not kept up with the increase in the value of your home and the increase in construction costs, you may have a catastrophic event to your home um, that causes the need for your home to be replaced entirely and come to realize that you're insuring, let's say, a $150,000 home that you bought 15 years ago that's now worth 500000 and that it costs 550000 to get a contractor out there to rebuild. And all you have is $150,000 of coverage. And the insurance company, in that case, they're not going to fight you. They're going to say, here's your check. Um, thank you for being a customer. We've fulfilled our obligation to you, and we're done. And suddenly, you know, you're upside down because you can't afford to replace your home. So one yeah. of the first things to check is, do you have enough insurance for the current value of your home? Yeah, and don't think about 15 years ago. Maybe this was your first home. Uh, you had a 15 or a 30-year mortgage. And so you say, well, what the heck? I'll take a big deductible. I don't really own any of this house. If something happens, I'm just going to give the keys back to the bank. Well, things have changed. First of all, you've paid off a bunch of that mortgage or all of it in theory. Uh, And as Bruce points out, if you bought a house in anywhere in Metro Atlanta, throw a stone in any direction, your value has gone up dramatically. Well, guess what the insurance company is not doing? Calling you and say, hey, uh, you know, your, your, your place has gone up in value. Let's get you more coverage. Now, if you've got a good agent, and we always harp on this, that person might do that. You should have a yearly review, just like you should go to the doctor every year, should go to the dentist every year, should drop by my office around Christmas time and have a cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And I mean that. But you should actually sit down with your insurance broker and get all the policies out. We tend to talk about automobile insurance because people deal with wrecks and accidents every day or their friends have one but your homeowner's policy and as bruce said go get it it's really big there's a lot of writing on it back and forth and up and down and there's a lot of clauses and there's words like act of god what what does that mean act of god well there are some things that the insurance company's just going to say that's that's not foreseeable uh, that that's one of the what do they call that in French? There's that term. Ray, Ray knows the answer because he went to that fancy. No, no, I'm searching for the term. I got it. I got it. As you're saying, well, that means hey, sorry, you know, we didn't know there was going to be a pandemic. 
of of a worldwide you know impact and therefore we're not paying your business interruption insurance to your company yeah and how many of those policies and, out and there? you may think that you can challenge the act of god exclusion because you're an atheist but that's not going to work either <laughs> no uh, because you're covered so, so getting back to your question right what happens if a tree falls <laughs> and, and it depends on which side right if it's your tree falling on your neighbor's house either way right or so vice versa. so so um the area of trees is one that's that's pretty well developed, believe it or not, through litigation and, and under the law. And it, and it comes down to some basic things of um, knowledge and, and, and what you either knew or should have known. So if you, let's say the tree's on your property, start with that example, and it falls on your neighbor's house. If that's a healthy tree and it looks healthy to the average person and, and is in fact healthy, there's no reason why you should have suspected that that tree presented a danger to your neighbor. If it falls on your neighbor's house because of a storm or any other reason, it's your neighbor's homeowner's insurance that is responsible. It's your neighbor's problem, not yours. Um, bring over a cake or something and a, and a card, you know, but it's not your legal problem to pay for the damage to their house. If, however, the tree was diseased or dead um, or had visible signs of decay and rot on that tree that's on your property, and now it falls after that, well, now that is going to be your problem, whether you had actual notice of the problem or not. It's just a question of should you have discovered that you had a dead or diseased tree on your property and removed it. Um, and so <laughs> while we're talking about doing a financial annual checkup of your insurance policies and that sort of thing, um, if you do live on a property that has a lot of trees, which many people here in Atlanta do that, Take a walk around yourself, take pictures, take documents. You might even consider retaining an arborist to come out there because that's what they do. Uh, we'll walk around and say, hey, look, you've got a diseased tree here. You need to get rid of this one. Or that neighbor's tree looks pretty bad. Maybe you want to send them a letter, make sure they're aware of it. Um, it, it would help your cause if you had sent, sent something to a neighbor saying, your tree is dangerously leaning towards my property or your tree shows visible signs of rot and decay and please remove it before it causes a problem to my house, it helps to say that they had notice and didn't act on that, and that can be one of those things that is a, is a fact we look for as lawyers to see if there's something there that supports your claim. Yeah, it's called foreseeability. Is it foreseeable that this is something that could possibly happen? Not not speculatively. If there's carpenter ants running up and down the tree and you can see it from 10 paces, there's a problem that needs to be treated, and, and sometimes the tree can be saved, and Bruce knows he's had these kind of cases, and they're, they're everybody's up and arms about it because how you know why is this my responsibility the tree's been doing just fine leaves come out well it's, it's dead on the inside you know but uh we're about to have some significant storms people in florida are going to be dealing with wind claims look at your policy a lot of folks in georgia don't think that you need wind coverage or hurricane damage or flooding you i think whether you like it or not these storms they're either becoming more severe or we've got more coverage of them. I'm not sure. It's probably a little bit of both. Yeah, it could be a little you know, bit before of the weather 24/7 Weather Channel, you didn't hear about all these storms. And of course, we didn't have as many people building multi-million-dollar homes on 30A that were subject to the weather. So a hundred years ago, when a storm came up through Florida and flooded the coconut, the mangroves, or whatever they have down there, and alligators. You see, I'm a, I'm a person of nature, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, clearly. A lot <laughs> kind of time outside. Kind of I like a city that. city boy. <laughs> hey, not, things, no, nothing good happens outside, man. You know? uh, but, you know, nobody knew. You know, okay, storm in Florida. Next, you know, next story. Uh, but now it's 24-7 to the wall of this coverage. And there's so many population centers in on the West Coast sure. now that 
30 years ago, nobody lived on the West Coast of Florida. That's right. And, and you know, um, some of the um, parsing that is done by insurance companies can deal with things that, you know, you wouldn't think would really matter, right? Like, did the water that destroyed mm -hmm. your floors in the house and the walls inside your house come from the sky or did it come from the bay or the ocean, right? Was it a storm surge or was it rain damage? Um, because... Some things are covered and some things aren't. Some things require a separate insurance policy. Right. This became a big deal in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, where um, you know you had a lot of folks who had just catastrophic damage to their property uh, that was not being covered because they say, well, we don't cover the storm surge. You know, that's that's different insurance, that and we don't provide insurance? that. Yeah, the flood, okay. the flood coverage, we don't we don't cover that. We cover the um, damage from water that comes in from the outside or burst pipes and that sort of thing, but we don't cover it if it happens that way. As the as the person who's looking at their destroyed property, you're like, what is the difference here? You know, I'm destroyed. I thought I had coverage here, and you may not. And and so uh, even even look, you could be in a high rise condominium in Buckhead and and still have these things as significant problems. You know, we, we're in like it or not a tornado corridor uh, here in Georgia. And One so, of the worst in the country. Yeah, and 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 you don't know where they're going to go. I mean, remember a couple of years ago, it was right through downtown Atlanta when the, uh, the NCAA it, tournament. That's right. Was here. The SEC championship. SEC was going tournament on. was in tournament was in town, and the um, SEC championship and the basketball. Uh, games were here at the same time, uh, and that ripped right through downtown, took out all the windows in the Peachtree Plaza Hotel downtown. Um, again, you just don't anticipate these sort of things, but this is what insurance companies do, and they underwrite, and you know that's why you have that, so you can sleep at night, hopefully knowing that your investment is protected. Um, just don't expect that insurance companies are going to automatically pay these things out simply because you're claiming damage. Um, this comes up a lot in in uh, the category of hail damage to both cars and roofs of houses. Um, there are roofers out there who make a living knocking on doors saying things like, we've been working in your neighborhood and noticed that there's some hail damage and uh, you might be covered. And so they'll go up on your roof, they'll maybe take out a hammer and bang a few times on a shingle to make an indentation and then take a picture or two. And suddenly it's like, yeah, you know what? We think you can get this roof replaced by your insurance company. Uh, in fact, if you give us the number, we'll call and set the claim up for you. That may work sometimes, but you know, it, it may not work and you don't know who you're dealing with. It just happens to be knocking on your door. But there are real claims that come up for damage to your roof. You may not be able to see it yourself, especially if you're an older person and not inclined to climb a 20-foot ladder and get up on the roof of your house. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to climb a 20-foot ladder either. But it's funny you bring that, that specific uh, example up because two weeks ago at our house, there was a guy who came over and he tried to. And I was like, no, 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 you're not getting up on the roof. And he was like, well, but you can, you know, you can do that same thing trying to pitch the whole, you know, your insurance company pay for the roof, and and. And the only information I gave him, he was like, well, who do you, are you insured by? And I just said, you know, the name of the company. He was like, ah, you know what? You'd have to switch. Would you, are you willing to switch companies? And then, <laughs> then, then the new company will have to do it. I was like, what are you talking about, yeah. man? But that's, that's such a great example because that's one that me and my wife just experienced. Yeah. And it's no different with cars. I mean, you get a hailstorm and your $85,000 Tesla that's made out of aluminum foil gets dented up. Uh, you know, who are you going to make that claim to? What is your deductible? Is it repairable? Did you park it in a bad spot? Did you did you not foresee the storm was coming? Uh, you know, the increasingly, again, we, we harp on this, but get your policy out. Go to a good broker. Go to a good insurance agent. And just come up with some crazy 
like the crazy analogies that we do on this show and run them by your broker or your agent say, you know, Judy Che and Hagen say that I should have more med pay. Is that right? <laughs> right. Say, yeah, you should. And it's going to cost you an extra $7 a month, but you're going to have a hundred thousand dollars in med pay. And, and you're going to say, how come you didn't tell me this before? That's one of the things I always wonder about insurance. Like, why don't you tell me I can have more better and more coverage? Well, I, and I can give you an answer on this uh, because some people who uh, run agencies, they may be uh, an agent for a particular insurance company. Uh, and that insurance company provides incentives yeah. to the agents. Like the more you sell, the bigger your bonus at the end of the year, but more particularly, the fewer claims that come out of your group of uh, customers, the more your bonus will be at the end of the year, right? So they'll sell you the liability coverage that you need because you have to have that. But the medical payments coverage, they may not sell you that because they don't want you to, to make a claim against their bonus, and it right. comes out against their bonus even though – and they say, oh, you have health insurance. You don't need this, right? Well, yeah, my health insurance, I've got a $5,000 annual deductible and $40 uh, co-pays per visit for physical therapy. And if I have medical payments coverage, there's no deductible and no co-pays, um, and I'll use that instead or in addition to health insurance. Um, but the, the agents may not – depending on their relationship and the way they get paid, they just may not want to sell you what you actually need because it increases the likelihood you're going to make a claim, which decreases their bonus at the end of the year. It's hard to imagine that – People have these financial incentives here that could dictate the sort of advice you get. I, I, Bruce, what I mean, kind of world do we live in? What kind of world do we live in? Like, even when <laughs> doctors might re make recommendations for procedures here, here. that they get paid better on, um, rather than recommending you to something else that they wouldn't get paid better on. Hey, do you Bruce, think that you, happens? Uh, occasionally, I'm guessing. Bruce, you did bring up the uh, the 12-story uh, high-rise condo in Buckhead. Uh, and if you've got one of those, which I did for many years and loved it, uh, <laughs> loved it. But, but one of the things you have to do is what coverages does the HOA give you? Okay. And what coverage do you need on top of that? So maybe the HOA has got sort of minimum coverage. What is the building and its ownership looking at protecting their interests, not yours particularly? Uh, they want to make sure that you have, don't flood, uh, flood the, the 11 stories underneath you. We had a, we had a rapper that moved into our condo a few years ago and put a hot tub in his living room and flooded three floors oh, and no. hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage. So there's there's pipe insurance, there's water damage, flood insurance. We had uh, 12, 12 foot high windows in the living room. And when that hurricane blew through, they were rattling. And yes, I was fearful of safety, but the lawyer in me said, who's going to pay for all this glass if it yeah. blows out? I mean, you know, it was 12 by... 22 <laughs> it was a lot of glass yeah. so i didn't know the and i didn't know the answer and what i found out was that was covered by the hoa policy and it's not so much a problem here in the 2020s but you know back in the 1970s there's a reason why condos and the high-rises um wouldn't allow their occupants to have water beds right. <laughs> for, for that reason uh yeah here in 2020 it's not the big deal but you know 1978 ray judice uh he was running down a waterbed city uh, to, <laughs> to, to hey, a lifestyle don't knock yeah. it but, but uh, with condos typically um the condominium association itself will ensure everything that's on the outside right. Of, of, of it and, and of your condo and you insure everything that's on the inside. In fact, that's the only part that you own is what's on the inside. You don't own the outside of it. So there could be mold growing on the outer walls um, and you don't even have the authority to go clean it off, right? That's up to the association to do that sort of thing. So that's a little bit different situation. Um, the homeowner's um, claims though, you know, certainly 
be aware of how to make a claim, you know, talk about things to do in advance. Um, once your house is destroyed, it's not easy to find the documents that you need to look at and say, who's my homeowner's insurance with? What's the number for their claims department? You know, see if you can put that in a secure space, maybe on your phone, in a note or wherever, just so that you have the ability to know, who do I call when I need this? Um, so many folks, they just, you know, like, Everybody, they keep their papers that matter to them in a folder, and it's not necessarily in a waterproof or fireproof safe, uh, but it's just you know in a folder in a cabinet in their house somewhere. And then catastrophe hits. Uh, if you've ever seen the aftermath of a tornado when it comes through, you're not finding that folder. Um, you're lucky if you can figure out which was your property to begin with, uh, and maybe there was that you know 180 pound lead statue of uh, of a dog that still is in place where it was, but everything else is gone. And and so have a plan ahead of time so that in that case of emergency, you know who to contact. And digitally record, get a good camera or use your phone. And record the valuable, so at least the things that you think are valuable inside the home. So not just something that, uh, you know, dad gave you your first baseball mitt. That has that has a value. Yeah, sentimental but, value. Yeah, but if you're a collector or if you have some fine art, have it appraised. You're going to want that for the homeowner's policy if you have to make a claim, whether it's a fire claim, a water claim, a hurricane or a tornado. Uh, if you've got a watch collection, a stamp collection, all of those things, get pictures. That can be stored in the cloud or send it to your office email. Uh, do the same thing with your wills and other important documents. Either have a fire safe in your house, but also get a copy of all those documents, record it. We can work with a copy of a will. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be the original notarized will. We can get a copy. We can find the witnesses. You can reaffirm it, those things. So, But keep copies. Keep appraisals. Uh, the insurance company is going to say, we don't know nothing about no no pocket watch collection. You didn't tell us about that. You know, it's not listed on your on your application for valuable goods. And where where's the photos? Where's the appraisal? And they'll fight you on that stuff because that that they don't like to pay for those kind of claims. No, and it's it's you know, look, people in general are, are all crooks. <laughs> Just by nature. It's not like I, it's not like I have a negative view of humanity or not. <laughs> no, but given no, the no. opportunity, it, it's 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 as if everybody's out yeah, there. These people tend to embellish. Can we, can so, we do have so, to go so far as crooks? Right. Can we just, so, they so, like to round up in their favor. How's it, it's it's kind of like the, the conversation we had, I think it was last week about, you know, the kids yeah, going, to kids going off to school and, and, and it's like, you know, they're all good kids. Yeah, it's they're like, all angels. You know, I look at especially boys uh, between the ages of 16 and and the rest of their life. Like, they're all, <laughs> they're all criminals. You know, they're, they're all, given the opportunity, they're all criminals. Yeah, Bruce, I used to think you were a pessimist, but I'm, <laughs> I'm becoming convinced you're a fatalist. <laughs> it's worse than I thought. <laughs> but that doesn't mean people can't do the right thing and be re re rehabilitated, but insurance companies certainly treat us as if we're all crooks. And so even though I know that our listeners are not in that category and, and we're the good ones out there, um, the reality is the insurance company is going to assume that you don't have an original Honus Wagner card that's worth five million dollars, or the Mickey Mantle rookie card in mint condition, and and that you know that drippy uh, thing of cardboard with nothing left on it is not what's left of of your beautiful. Um, irreplaceable collection. Um, they're going to assume that you're lying about that unless you went ahead and, and separately insured it. And so if you do have valuables, and it could be a collection of porcelain knickknacks or, you know, whatever it might be, most insurance policies will require you to have a separate rider for that. And a rider is just saying that I'm, a, I'm going to identify these valuable items that I have and insure those separately. It comes up most often with jewelry. 
Yeah, but it also comes up with cars. So you've got a '71 Coupe de Ville, that red, that can that beautiful red with the white interior. Yes, sir. Okay, but you've just got a standard auto policy. You didn't insure that as a vintage vehicle, and somebody rear-ends it and just destroys it. Maybe you can save the engine and a tranny. We're from old school. We pulled engines out of cars. Yes, sir. You're not. You know what you're going to get? Fair market value, if you're lucky. If you've got the special vintage coverage, you can insure it for what it's worth. You go to get Meekum or one of the great places. They'll give you a, an appraisal. Now, you can prove it, but as Bruce says, it's going to be an uphill battle, and they're going to fight you all the way. I had to file a lawsuit on that very issue recently um, for somebody who had an 84 beautiful old Cadillac. Uh, and the Brom. It, it, it was fantastic, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so... Um, but we had that very issue, and the insurance company viewed it as a thirty-eight-year-old car, and that was it. So, you know, what value did they have? And he had, you know, fair, fairly good evidence to show that this is a collector's item. Here's what these things go for, and and we ended up suing. Now, I don't do that typically, um, but this was a a friend, and B, it just kind of ticked me off the way the insurance company was ignoring us uh, and refusing to be reasonable about it, and so they paid, you know, probably about. $12,000 more than they otherwise could have had they just gone along with what we, you know, the information we provided them right up front. So good for them. But again, had he gotten your friend, gotten the, the rider or the vintage auto policy, he would not have had to go through this. So if you've got that, what you consider to be a classic car or what everybody considers to be a classic car, get the right coverage. Because the insurance company will fight you. We say it all the time on the show. If you don't have the right coverage, it's because you ain't paying attention to Ray and Bruce. When we come back, you'll recognize Brett Favre's name. You probably have heard that his radio show has been put on hiatus amid Mississippi welfare scandal developments. We'll discuss them next on Your Day in Court on Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. 
This is your day in court with Bruce Hagan and Ray Judice on Extra 106.3. Brett Favre's radio show is on hiatus amid Mississippi welfare scandal developments. He's pressured Mississippi officials, allegedly, to secure funding for a volleyball and football facility at his alma mater, Southern Miss. So this is uh, taking a turn for the worse, fellas, for Brett Favre. Yeah, it's, let's start off. There's not criminal allegations here. No criminal charges against Mr. Favre. Yet. He is a uh, he is a defendant in a lawsuit that the state of Mississippi has filed against 38 individuals to recoup millions and millions of dollars that was a federal block grant earmarked to the state of Mississippi. That's how federal welfare funds have been distributed for maybe the last 20 years. Bruce and I can't remember whether it was Reagan or Clinton or some combination of both. But instead of directly getting money from the feds, the feds give the money to the states, then the states decide how to distribute it. Well, it seems like a bunch of folks in Mississippi decided that it was a good pool of money and they could come up with all kinds of self-projects and run, run foundations and give speeches and get paid a whole lot of money. So two of the allegations against Mr. Favre are, A, that he had gotten out ahead of himself and committed... To getting this volleyball center built and then f- tried to figure out a way to get some f- some state money for it and secondly that he was going to also be personally compensated i think almost a million dollars for allegedly giving motivational speeches now my understanding is he has paid either all of that back or all of it but the interest back so he, that might have been a mistake uh, but at least he owned up to it and wrote a check back but the other part of this doesn't look good it's funny how people own up to things once they get caught as well. Uh, and, and not everybody. Some, some plenty of people get caught and still don't own up to it. But um, yeah, the, apparently Brett Favre was paid roughly a million dollars for speeches he never gave. Um, so yeah, th- this, among the many things wrong with this, are just the optics of the entire thing. You know, you know here you've got this guy who made a ton of money in his career and, and you know, seems to be living the life um, frequently... Um, putting himself out there and, and, and just, you know, critical of what's going on in the world as some people are and, and sort of like the rich guy versus poor guy approach, um, who apparently commits that he'll help fund and raise the money to build this facility at his alma mater where his daughter plays volleyball uh, because he wants her to have a state-of-the-art volleyball on her team, wants to do something here and commits the money, but then sort of through, I, I doubt it's through his own uh, understanding of the system because I can't imagine he had the the wits to figure out that we could steal money from the state welfare funds. But somebody you know sort of directed him to this, and um, the the text messages that are now coming out here that show the exchange taking place, where essentially it's like, hey, you know, we can't use this money for this sort of thing, and the continuing pushing of sure we can, uh, the seeming arrogance of it. Beyond just bad, it is terrible optics for Brett Favre uh, and, and such a big name attached to it. But it's also just, it's it's a terrible thing. You know, you're talking about really one of the poorest states in the country. If not the poorest. Maybe the poorest, right? If, if they're not the poorest, they're really trying to get on there. Like they, we try harder. <laughs> they, we're number 49, but look out, Alabama, we're coming for you. Um, so, so pretty much the poorest state in the country with money that is coming from the federal government specifically to help the poorest people in your state. And, you know, having that money diverted by, you know, maybe the richest guy in the state who's coming along with a scheme to sort of divert this to a pet project that isn't going to benefit 
the people the money is intended to benefit. Uh, it, it's corruption at its worst. It very well may turn out to be something criminal. It seems almost accidental that he got caught uh, because it seems like this was just a larger investigation into misspent um, funds that were intended for welfare recipients in Mississippi, and he got kind of caught along with many others uh, in this scheme. Um, so, you know, it goes to the people from within the state government of Mississippi who are facilitating this to happen. Inevitably, um, nobody just does something like this where they don't benefit from it themselves. And so that's where the criminal charges will go and really where the rest of this one. Yeah, and what happened was two uh, Mississippi state government employees, uh, Miss Nancy New and uh, Mr. John Davis, who is executive director of the Mississippi Department of Human Services, they pled guilty to criminal fraud charges, okay? And so here's what happened. They each had lawyers, and their lawyers got with the government prosecutors and said, okay, we're going to plead guilty and give you all the names and the contacts and the text messages that so Mr. Favre saying, hey, is there any way that the million dollars that I'm going to get for these alleged speaking engagements can be kept secret from the media or not made part of the, you know, anybody who gets paid by the government is supposed to be public record. And he didn't want that to happen, which means maybe he also didn't want to pay taxes on it. So we're, you know, yes, I'm pushing it out, but you can see how the prosecutors got their pencil and pens and, and paper out and said, okay, start giving us some names and cell numbers. And they've got all kinds of text messages where even the, the governor at the time is quoted as saying, would you put, Basically, I'm going to paraphrase this. We all love Brent and we think the volleyball thing's cool, but we got to do this by the law. Okay. <laughs> and and that, if I was his the governor's lawyer, I'd just put that on a big blackboard in front of the jury and say, we're going to about, we're going to obey the law here, no matter what Mr. Favre thinks we should be doing. And look, this is not a bad thing in spirit. You want to build a new recreational facility for young women? That's, you know, that's wonderful. You want to give motivational speeches regardless of the price? There's a lot of folks out there that make a lot of money doing that. Uh, but, you know, either get the money properly through donations or maybe there was a separate government entity that would help fund that. There's funds available for things, but this is clearly bad optics. Uh, and it may lead to some criminal charges, but nothing has been filed criminally against Favre at this time. Yeah, and, and certainly any investigator here, when they get a name like that, oh, yeah. um, suddenly this becomes a much bigger deal, right? So uh, here, you, here you go. We're going we're gonna to make a name for ourselves because we've got Brett Favre. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, he came here, and it's probably late last year, so it's probably close to a year ago, and you can tell he's played some football. You can. It's very clear he's played a lot of football, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. You you surmise well, whatever you want. From having it, but. represented over five hundred former football players yeah, in, you, in the yeah, NFL concussion okay. litigation, fair enough. I recognize the signs of somebody who's dealing with the uh, after effects of many blows. Potential to defense. <laughs> Seriously, oh, no, why, you brought you know, it up. Potential defense. Sure, I why, mean, why not? Yeah, you know, it. it uh, although you know, to establish that he actually has CTE, we he would need an autopsy. So we're going to need to um, look at that. But yeah, if he says, hey, I, you know, I wouldn't have done this, but I, I lacked impulse control because of the repeated blows to my damage. head, my frontal lobe damage. Um, I suspect he can hire uh, I some bet we doctor can find a neurologist to, to back that, that up. <laughs> and and does that lead to uh, felony charges being downgraded to misdemeanor or first offender says or yeah? There's, there's 
all kinds of ways to, out of it. We have to do some lawyering. <laughs> you got to. Hey, look. We can't help ourselves. And, and if you need some lawyering, you run into a legal situation where you need uh, Bruce and Ray's help, this is how you get a hold of them. Bruce, we'll start with you. 404-202-2233. That's my cell number. 404-964-4185. And if you or anybody out there like me last night laying on the couch at 9 o'clock, I looked up and there I was on the 55-inch Sony TV in my living room and I was on Fatal Attraction. I was a legal commentator. We filmed it about two months ago about a, a murder down in Phoenix City, Georgia. And for those of you who know, if you Columbus is a beautiful little town and if you cross that river into Phoenix City, <laughs> you better be packing heat and be prepared to use it because that's rough and tumble down there. But uh, for and I'm right here in Roswell. Uh, they're rebuilding that road as you get out of Roswell, so we're going to lose our parking pretty soon. But uh, call us or we'll Zoom message you or Zoom conference you and give you some legal advice. There you go. This is your day in court with two of the best lawyers in the state of Georgia, if not in the entire country, on Extra 106.3. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.